Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 26th. Andy, how we doing? Uh, Brendan, I'm wonderful. <laughs> what the hell was that? I forgot what I was supposed to say. I'm a little punchy, <laughs> a little sleep deprived, still on the road, just uh, trying to grind out another week here. Hey, is the is the recap posted to Apple yet? You were just a... a, a mess on monday you shouting all the way to the airport it put you in a foul mood the entire day yeah it yeah up? it got i think it got up today i think it needed a 24 no. full 24 hours um Apple, so if you haven't listened to, to it yeah li listen the best thing you can do for us is i i've actually stumbled upon some articles that are saying this is a growing problem for a lot of podcasts just get off apple just go go over to we Spotify. We need to have a sit down with Tim Cook. You think we can get his attention? Is that the guy's I name? I mean, of Tim all the Cook. podcasts to delay. Monday after like, a major. Monday after Phil wins the, the sixth major, oldest major champion of all time. You know what? We're going to hold that back from people for 24 hours. You think it was a personal attack? You think they were coming for you? I mean, I'm... I'm Maybe if somebody, I think you could get you wonder, there. I'm now hey, being uh, accused what if, of personally attacking people by writing articles about Phil's win. You know, Conspiracy theory. What if Ben Cook is related to Tim Cook, <laughs> CEO of Apple? No. And now I'm connecting the dots here. And all the Ben Cook hatred, and you had a little bit more left in the tank for him for the recap show, got us in, you know, Apple shut. jammed us. Yeah, they jammed us on this. They're trying to shut us down. Pull the levers. That, I that's, think that's what we, I think that's our answer. The game within the game. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're on the road. You're in, uh, can we tell you, say, pe tell people where you are? I'm in Tulsa. Only for another, a few more hours, right? You're leaving yeah. Wednesday morning. You're out of there. Let you're get Tulsa, back. checking out the uh, stand-up mixer. Oh, we got to do some retro. Hey, hey, I learned something today. What? It's not the stand-up mixer. It's just a stand Mixer. I know, I know, but we had it wrong the first time, and then once it's written in stone after that, we just stick with it. It's the stand-up mixer championship. I guess it's all right. We can adjust stand mixer. You're, I know, you're you talking about appliances with everybody on the ground there? Or are you just going around asking about the stand mixers well, was, and everything? I was like talking that? with the tournament director, who's been, you know, he's done like the uh, the stand mixer classic for for years now. And he's like, I'm pretty much an appliance salesman at this point. <laughs> and he like broke into this. Like he just was casually talking about appliances. He knew so much about the stuff. I, I was like, oh, dude, like I believe you now. Like you totally are. <laughs> and this is just a guy that, you know, got into it because his, his internship was started with a Ryder Cup in 08 at Valhalla. And now he's like. He travels the country to being a tournament director for uh, PGA tournaments. So kind of now, now he, you know, if he ever decides to call it quits, hang it up, he could go work at your local appliance store. No problem. The specs, the specs on the different, you know, ovens and stand the KitchenAid senior PGA championship is what we're referring to. Hey, we got to do retroactive. We didn't do our annual Monday thirst bucket of the week. Oh yeah, there's so many contenders. I that's and. There's probably some contenders you didn't think you didn't know about because we're getting several messages that you should be thirst bucket of the week for wandering into the fray. <laughs> oh, come on. You were purposely did it. You know, we always try to make ourselves. We don't go out to these events to cover them. We go out to make ourselves the content. We're out there oh, covering. Yeah, we do that a and lot. And you were wandered into that frame at the critical 18th hole. I think you knew what you were doing. You were looking for a little social lift. 
Thirst bucket of the week, Andy Johnson walking into Phil's shot on the 18th hole. Unbelievable. And I already have thirst bucket of the week for next week. It's Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas, perpetual. He might be thirst bucket every week. You know what he did today or this week? What did he do? He's riding the Mike Visaki wave. And that got picked up, scooped up everywhere. He extended an invite to play a practice round with Michael Visaki, who, of course, was, you know, the darling of social media and had a lot of pip impact, you know, a few weeks ago at Valspar. Justin Thomas catching the draft, getting in there, attaching himself to that. So that will be content, you know, today, tomorrow, and otherwise. So JT attaching himself to the Visaki wave. So he may be, unless, you know, there's still time. I think he may be thirst bucket yet again. What about Harry Player hitting flop shots? The thing is, like, he's hitting those flop shots. He's saying it's inspired by Phil. Like, Phil didn't hit any flop shots at the <laughs> Ocean Court. Like, did he? I can't think of any. The one like on 18 icon- Saturday, like, kind of was. But, yeah, it wasn't like the full Phil flop. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to go hit bunker shots or something or go hit. like. <laughs> Go hit the little hey. cheeky like bump into the into the fringe he hit on sixteen. He's out there hitting flop shots. Just just looking. For do you think he's still eligible for the pip? No, neither are you. But we just made you thirst bucket of the week. So, hey, speaking of Gary Player, we paid a visit to one of his design masterpieces on the way out of. <laughs> what are out we of doing? Why, why are we talking about this? We got the you biggest at story Cooter of the Point, year. Just loving it. Looking out over the, I mean, we can't even get off the island without. We had a full week, we worked our ass off, and you're sitting there shouting about the bunkers not like being offensive, not fitting into the landforms, and then we end up in the clubhouse for some reason. The 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 routing. I had to ship, had to ship my golf clubs that I idiotically brought that never. The routings have notes about where the cart pads can be placed. Is that accurate? They What's were, best it looked access? like they were redesigning the golf course around the pass. They were they were adjusting bunkers in those notes to accommodate cart traffic. It's truly <laughs> incredible. Not to mention the clubhouse there is called like the Gary or they have the grill. Oh, you the were, Gary you were Player really Grill. The Gary Player Grill. It's a really beautiful clubhouse. Like in general, yeah, like looks, the, there's nice. like really nice stuff in it. You go in the Gary Player Grill and the the grill is filled. The only thing in it is Gary Player pictures of himself. You were it's so mad about so this. Well, what are they supposed to do? I it's the Gary Player Grill. Put up pictures of Jack Nicholas. What are they supposed to do? That's the I, name of the place. I don't know. It doesn't all have to be Gary Player. It's, a, <laughs> it's just insane. I wonder. I wish I had looked at the menu to see if it was like, you know, the time that I cheated in the Open Championship sandwich, you know. <laughs> yeah, that rolls right off the, the ton. I'm the, sure they the love part, celebrating that. The apartheid uh, oh, sliders. God. Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> chamber right. chamber space tacos <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't go to the jack nicholas restaurant at the airport but you landed why are there so many golf inspired retail and, re- and airports where did this happen the jack nicholas golden bear grill in charleston you land in houston and it's the pga tour superstore outlet or you know airport well, how, where does this, where's, where are we going? What are there? Is there just great enthusiasm for golf in all the airports? Jack Nicholas fair uh, menus. I don't understand how this happened. I don't either. There's no it's so NBA grill, NHL team shop. Why? Where? Where? I don't get it. All right. The, Schedule the for the week. I had a lengthy layover in Houston. 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 <laughs> and they had this burger place that was like, the best burgers in Houston. So I have a buddy that lives in Houston who happened not to be there. Otherwise, I was going to leave the airport. Uh, yeah. It was so long. And I texted him. I go, is this true? And he just sent like a like a string of ha 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 back. Like, how can you just claim you have the best burger in Houston? Oh, if well, you're everybody the, does In the fucking the airport. It was right next to the PGA store. Maybe they learned from the PGA Tour store. It's just, just like say you are. Yeah, the just if you, if you just say you are, standard. you are. 
Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden you are the ultimate prize. There you go. All right. Schedule for the week. Hey, what are we? We got to talk about the biggest news of the year. Of the year? The leaked video. Maybe not the year. I mean, Phil won, but, you know, the leaked Bryson <laughs> okay. and we'll Brooks start video. With Let's do it. I mean, um, this thing was so delightful. I was so. It was incredible to see it. All right. Let's talk about how this happened, where it. So we got this sent to us. I was on a plane. You were on a plane. I couldn't open it. We got it a few hours before it really took off. But although allegedly it was out there, it sounds like it was. It originated on like golf text groups and threads and chains and WhatsApp groups of just citizens. I don't know. And it had been going around a little bit starting mid-afternoon. Then it really, really just takes off as one would expect. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this will, it had already taken off. Someone from Golf Channel, or previously at Golf Channel, maybe, I don't know. How previously? That's what I'm getting at. I had this. It happened Friday. Probably was a lot of ha-has in the truck. What an incredible deal. Someone clipped it, saved it, was put on a media silo site that didn't seem password protected or, you know, it was public. And it races around. And, uh, you know... We had a few people in TV reach out to us like, yeah, this happens all the time. Like, just great, amazing, incredible stories. Not necessarily with golf, but just sports, right? Stuff happens on tape things. People say funny things, talk some shit, whatever. But, like, you know, it gets buried. Someone that shouldn't have gotten out, it did. Thank God it did. The person who let it get out is a hero to many. Probably not the, the folks at Golf Channel. Or the PGA but, uh, Tour. Or the Tour, I suppose. But the Tour knew what was good for them. Yes, you know, for God's sakes, they would be looking for more of this. They should be drumming it up. They should put them together next event they're playing. But the tour is not that. They they're cowards. Talk about the three one three challenge that can't is almost impossible to happen. They'll they'll do articles about this insane charity. You know, just PR stunt. All right. So what actually happens? Bryson, or I'm sorry, Brooks is talking to Todd Lewis. Todd Lewis just incredible supporting actor in this feature yes. film less amazing faces giggling his ass off just smiling ear to ear so he's interviewing brooks kepka friday night about you know his round a strong round at, at the little stand-up quotes area clubhouse <clears throat> bryson was one group two groups behind them i believe with the matsuyama um morikawa pairing and he comes rumbling through. Well, well, it starts chattering. It starts, it starts with, with with Brooks clearly saw him because he was looking down the line and rolling you think his that's eyes. What it was? I think so. I think that's I where. Thought he was, yeah, okay, all right. I think he was looking down the line. This is just my. What, like, my oh you know, God! He, there, there he is. There's the the burly boy, the oily boy, the thick boy, <laughs> oily boy. <laughs> An oily boy is behind. The, Behind the paywall nickname that was used frequently <laughs> on the island last week. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, so, oh, by the way, they... Sunday... I might have to put this in a media silo. <laughs> Sunday... The oily boy. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Brooks walks on the range. Bryson's already there. He just stares him down. And like grunts and walks straight to the spot. And the only person that was between Brooks and Bryson, and I thought of that like this is well before the video. I was like, I wonder if they still hate each other. Obviously, they're not friendly. When only person there was one person, a Wilson bag, <laughs> and a diminutive little Chicagoan, and Kevin Strillman just he was hitting. He was hitting. Uh, the, he had his stance closed, and he was hitting little half punches. Oh, punch shots! <laughs> it's like there's not a punch shot on the entire course. He was hitting punch shots. <laughs> Who was remarking to us about? Was that you that was yes. just shouting about? He was hitting. It was not like a a wind punch shot. It was like a punch shot. Tree you hit under a tree. <laughs> He hit, he hit at least 15 of them on the range. So he's all that stood between some sort of death match, but come to blows between Bryson and Brooks. So anyways, 
apparently two days earlier, this had happened. Brooks sees Bryson coming down the line, rolls his eyes out of the back of his head, starts asking, you know, starts answering the question about how he got around that day. The metal spikes on some sort of shell slash concrete path, not sand, are coming, approaching like a, you know, an airplane coming in for a landing. And, and then he starts like chitter chattering with Tim and whoever else. I don't know. Maybe his buddies, his agent. I don't know. Um, and it's, it's audible. It's loud. It, it, I could understand why it might disrupt Brooks's flow. Brooks stops, lets out several curse words. I, what, like all this bullshit happened back there. Like he just Christ. completely loses he his train. Takes stuff. the Lord's name in vain. Broke that commandment too. Um, and it gets out. I, I don't like people seem to think this is the greatest video of all time. I think it's great. I like Bryson's range meltdown a little bit more. I like Patrick Reed telling the camera ching, you know, the change jingling cameraman. But this is a great one. It's I'm glad it's out there. Uh, at first viewing, I thought he was just pissed. Like this guy's such a D bag with his metal spikes. That's what I thought he was mad about. But mm-hmm. he's just talking loud. Like, he does buzz the tower. He comes a little close to him, and he's chatting with, I, I think, about... He was I, talking I about was, how he played 18. He's a, I hit a perfect drive. Yeah. I Got hit a blown perfect off second so, yeah, shot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was that's what he was talking about. I and, don't understand what... There were interpretations that he was talking to Brooks or chirping Brooks as he walked by. And I don't even understand how anyone rationally could come to this. I, so this hit the mainstream. So the aggregation station went way outside the golf lots corner of, of the lots world. Lots of tweet videos. And, and you got general interest sports sites, like, you know, and, and these one-offs, like, writing up that Bryson was chirping at Brooks. And he absolutely, I don't understand how you could have come to that conclusion. He's just talking to himself and his coach about how he was unfairly, you know, Unfairly rewarded by the wind or something like that. I have no idea. So he's not chirping at Brooks. Brooks, I, it's an amazing video. What are, what are you, what's your takeaway? What I mean, this is real hatred. They both v- vitriol hatred. It, it, like just the mere presence of Bryson. Now he's an idiot. Who does that when they're like he clearly saw that he was walking right to him. He knew that the interview was going on. He just blew up the interview with his with his thundering spikes <laughs> and uh, and chit chat about his perfect drives, whining away. Now Brooks, Brooks, I I don't know, you know. I kind of think Bryson's in his head a little bit out of it too. I am very open for business for hearing Team Bryson arguments right now. Really open for business now. Bryson's still a little freak, like weirdo, like just uh, probably not the best social skills, like just maladjusted, you know, as one is when maybe they're a superstar athlete with millions of dollars. Not, I'm not saying he's, you know, a normal guy, but I kind of like the move, buzzing the tower, getting in, you know, Brooks, Brooks just lobs all these grenades at him, and here's Bryson. They're going to brush him back oh, a little come bit. Come on. Come on. I like Bryson, it. Bryson launches grenades back at him, too. Neither of these guys' hands are clean in the whole whole thing. Like, they both. Well, I think Bryson, or Brooks, he struts around. You know, he just got he just got put in the corner by Phil. Let's just put it straight. Like, look, golf is a... You, there's no one-on-one. There's no defense aside from the course. You play. You can only beat yourself. But you know, Phil put him in the corner. He put him in a corner. Now he tries to do this to Bryson all the time. Bryson buzzes him a little bit, gets a little close to stopping around. And I don't know. It's pretty evident. Uh, it's you know, it's pretty evident. He's got a little spot in Brooksy's head. I, it doesn't look great for Brooks, in my opinion. No, it's it's incredibly, it's an incredible normal reaction. I love it. It's a relatable reaction to when you to something you hate or someone you hate. He's like Jesus, this bullshit, this this you know, like curse words, whatever they are. I I love Brooks. He seems much more normal in his reaction, but I I, I think there's a solid argument that Bryson's in his head, and and it was kind of a. It was a little, it's a little shitty move that I, I somewhat enjoyed. So, uh, can we? So, uh, I have had so many people 
bombarding me with this. So many friends. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, like all my friends, that even golfers, <laughs> non-golfers alike are, are enthralled by this. They th- yep. Like I had somebody text me, man, golf is the best. And I'm like, well, this never happens. <laughs> so, I, I mean, maybe in this one situation, but if this happened <laughs> right. more often, I might agree with you. Right. Um, so, anyways, let's just, I'm just going to rewind, go through the timeline of everything. All this, where did this all beef came from? And I think it's kind of like a classic jock versus nerd, you know, type situation. Well, I think there were, yeah. I think Bryce's reaction was was a pretty common one. I think a lot of guys were like, "This, this Bryson's like too much." I, I think even like Spieth like rolled his eyes several times, and when he played with him as an amateur in, in the Masters, like there were like uh, Kisner popped at him a few times. Uh, our old friend John Peterson, now retired, unretired, I don't know what he is. He would always chirp like there was a yeah, he was strong under. Target. Easy there was target. a strong undercurrent of anti-Bryson. Uh, I feel of. like there was some Bryson, Bryson bullying. Okay. Now, he might might have deserved some of it, but, you know, there's yep. there's been a lot of Bryson bullying. <coughs> I'm not a Bryson fan. I think that's very clear. All right. So it all starts. I can trace it back to the, uh, the late summer of 2019 when everybody and their mother is timing Bryson on putting greens. 2019 or 20 yeah okay yeah you you popped them at the pebble you set the trend there okay and then liberty national happens and brooks just goes off talks about how it's pathetic you know and then they weren't even playing together no right yeah bryson goes to confront him and then everybody makes fun of bryson that was the Eamon Lynch tweet, right? Like, yes. he, where's 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 Brooks? And he wanders over to <laughs> talk to him, confront him. Okay, this so is before where, he became thick. This is yeah. This is like when he started to realize he, he wants to become thick. Yeah, and many yeah. thought it was because of this, but it was really Brooks's win at, at, at Beth uh, Page. Beth Page, yeah. Um. So, anyways, from there, you know, then. There's some retaliation. I think Brooks threw a few other jabs, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, some, There's some, some Twitch stuff, some bo- right? Body the shots. Stuff on Twitch. Yeah, so, yeah. so then, Bro- uh, then Bryson yeah. says to Brooks, you know, uh, he, co- he, throws some sh- he throws some shade after the body issue. Yep. Says Brooks doesn't even have abs on, on Twitch. Yeah. I think Eric Patterson caught that. Off the cuff, yeah. <laughs> Off the cuff comments on Twitch. And uh, and that's when s- Brooks replied, "That's right, I'm too short of a six pack." With the picture of the four major trophies. Right, right. So from there, you know, Bryson now gets really thick, really, really thick. And uh, <laughs> I think this was the Detroit event. Really, really thick. Where he has uh, like an episode of of some <laughs> rage and, and protect the brand camera yeah. get out of my yeah and yeah. and Brooks insinuates that oh, it yeah. might be from an outside substance in a tweet. We heard a good story about Brooksy or Bryson in Detroit again last week. Had a bad weekend. Oh yeah, remember that? We'll tell that another yeah. time. We'll tell. It's not even. It's not that great. We're not teasing you with it. We'll, we'll, we'll use it when we get to Detroit. Okay, continue. So, then you know this like kind of de-escalates everything because I I believe that the tour got involved, and why I believe this yeah. is because Bob Kepka fired out some some tweets over the weekend about how quick the tour is to find players oh. for things. And I kind of think this is what it was in replying to with Brooks. The steroids tweet? Yes. And I think it, he made a common mistake of uh, th- not knowing that the PGA is run by the PGA of America. <laughs> How does Kepka's dad, two-time winner of the PGA Championship, doing the thing that every like all our friends who don't watch golf do? PGA Tour runs the PGA Championship. Um, so then we're here. This is how we got here. I mean, there's tons of little other. Yeah, I'm sure tons- those are the big. Those are the cliff notes. They all like. 
Bryson has no no choice but to engage anymore, right? Bryson's still going to be himself. But there is well-founded <clears throat> evidence, intel, and otherwise that Brooks absolutely despises Bryson. This is not an act. Brooks doesn't like a lot of people, it seems like. But this isn't an act. He hates Bryson DeChambeau. Does not like him. He would probably say that publicly. He'd certainly say it privately. It's a real thing. It's not, uh, you know, it's not a minor irritants. It is a real hatred. Now, what's next? If the tour had any damn sense, they pair them together every tournament. They're under attack from Think- competitive products that might sound more interesting. Uh, you know, set aside all the moral failings of them and all the cognitive dissonance you would need. But like, talk about the product. They're under attack. Uh, from a a golf product that sounds more, you know, certainly has a little bit more energy and more interesting. You can't, you know, turtle up here. Put your stake in the ground. What do we want to be? Who do we want to be? I mean, this is the NBA, and this happens in July. It's Christmas Day game, right? They, like, put this front, or opening night, whatever it is. They lean into it. The tour... We'll probably put them on the opposite ends of the uh, draw, not even near each other, so they don't even have this you know, run-in near the range where it could be caught on the background of a TV camera. They'll probably be on opposite ends. I, I implore the tour. You are an entertainment product. Who are you? What do you want to be? This. You have to lean into this. The video. Where's the video hat now? What's it got? Nine million views? Some, right. so some me, random me... guy decided to put it on Twitter after it had been flying around, and the guy is like, influencer of the decade because of this let me ask you a question and I'm, I'm curious what you what your guess is on this what how many views does like tiger post masters 2019 tweeted from the masters account oh that's a monster h- hugging hugging his yeah, son yeah, yeah how many views does that video have uh like 12 million it has a bajillion tweets i know that favorites and stuff like that how many views it has 2.6 million this one had nine in 24 hours the other tweet has been up for two years two plus years and has 2.6 million views this tweet had nine million Without the support of any of the big golf organizations. Yeah. It's not like the PGA tweeted yeah. it out. It's not yeah. like Golf Channel tweeted it out. It's not like the tour tweeted it out. Like, well, they don't nobody... have any authenticity. I mean, that does, none of the, that's just a brand account with no But yeah, I'm, just, no I'm reach, just pointing out that the big, these yeah. mega accounts did not tweet it out. Unbelievable. And it's got over three times as many views in 24 hours. Yeah. Those are real views. They're not inflated. Like some of those brand accounts just inflate. Just a lot juice of these them. Big, oh, Spon, Spon yeah. Con. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You mean you mean to tell me, you know, 45 million people watch the uh, featured groups of Paul Casey and, you know, Ben Onteen off at the Valspar? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Anything else on this? Or do you have any next steps? What you? I mean, the, the, obviously, we'd like to see I, this. This I, is what we want. I mean, you got friends who don't care saying golf is awesome. It's it's, exa- it's an entertainment product outside of the majors. And even the majors are that too. I mean, they should play like they should play a made for TV match tomorrow. Do you have a uh, whose side do you fall on? I, I express some sort of empathy or some, you know, uh, with Bryson here. I, I shockingly. I'm glad that I'm not friends and don't have a relationship with either of them, so I don't have to pick a side. I just get to spectate. Honestly, I don't. You know, do you do you have a side? Like, do you are you picking a side? I kind of just enjoy both of them acting like children. Yeah. No, I I, no. I just think like Brooks is going to be probably the darling in it and I, I think there's some arguments for bryson being in his head. well bryson looked like a buffoon he was like stopping around in his uh in his metal spikes which is ridiculous that he wears them to begin like, with yeah he apparently brags absurd. about having the, the deepest spikes one. or yeah. something yeah it just he's just such a clown <laughs> and he's like he's talking so loud about his round 
He has zero <laughs> spatial awareness. You know, he's just a moron. He's a complete moron. I was getting a lot of people that were talking about, you know, the laminar laminar flow that he talked yeah. about last week in the wind, the being wind. like, yeah. he has no yeah. clue what he's talking about. <laughs> that's not like a thing. That's like the terminal velocity. Misused exactly. term. A complete okay. misused term. All right. Like I think right. the, I think the the reality of the situation is Brooks has a too cool for for school vibe. You know, he's like, you know, your your classic jock. And Bryce is, is just he, Bryce or is was just he a, not and now he thinks he is. And now he's I, that could be it could be that or something that yeah. I think these guys both the fascinating actual profiles to be written about these guys if they would ever, you know, open up in a real way like David Duvall did for, you know, Gary Smith and things like that. I would love to hear more about how they got to be the way they are. So. And Bryce is just an idiot that thinks he's smart. He's a moron. <laughs> he's an idiot that doesn't know he's an idiot. Yeah. And that's what? A moron. A moron. Yep. All right. Great summation. Let's do an ad read real quick. <clears throat> We're a couple of idiots. We brought our golf clubs to the PGA Championship, anticipating we'd play once, maybe twice. Hauled the damn things down there, did that, all that, although we were on the flying bus, bags fly, bags fly free, and we didn't play once. Didn't even We took our clubs. Up. Hey, I think that speaks to our work ethic. We had games lined up and you know options to play and probably some time, but there was work to be done, places, you know, people to talk to. We were there to cover the PGA Championship. We what were we close done, to Turtle Point Range. We were right. Well, this next is what to I'm it. getting. This is where I'm going. We could walk out our back porch to the Turtle Point Range. What we should have done to actually get some return on traveling with our clubs down there is hit up Golf Blueprint, pulled up our uh, practice range, could have uh, done practice the ice session, man. gone to the Turtle Point Range, which. By your account, and actually mine, not a golf architecture expert, but I'm happy to weigh in, is the only part of Turtle Point you should see, would be acceptable to see. <laughs> Go hit balls on the range. We should have done it. 90 minute, one hour. That would have been a productive use of our time, having brought our, our clubs all the way to Kiowa Island. What's the website? Golfblueprint.com. Golfblueprint.com. They got all. They basically just teach you how to practice and not be an idiot. These guys, they're. <laughs> I guarantee they're idiots in some aspect of their life. But yeah. you know what? They aren't idiots in teaching how to practice. How to practice golf. <clears throat> they're also very good players. Kevin Moore, professor of mathematics at Georgia, I believe. Doctor. Doctor. UGA. You got to mention because he's from UGA, like he, Ryan he, Harmon. You know. Really. You know who's got what? a good golf team. I'm told UGA reliably. You know I don't, who helps he UGA play there? with a lot of stuff? Oh, there we go. Professor, math professor doctor. Who also is looking to help you. So sign up at golfblueprint.com. Good players, smart guys. And uh, yeah, I, don't just go to the range like an idiot with your head cut off. This is directed practice and a good way to spend your time and money, certainly as Memorial Day approaches and golf season gets hot and heavy. All right. News. Well, let's go to schedule for the week. We have the Senior Chef. PGA. The KitchenAid Stand-Up Mixer PGA Senior PGA Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, where you are right now. Um, hey, this is a event of the week. There's big competition. This is, I'd be It's a full, got the women's match play. I know. Play, we got the NCAAs. I, we got all, all sorts this, of stuff. Both the women's match play and the NCAAs. We're really runners up, but you know they were the they were a dead heat. But I got to push the stand up mixer up first. KitchenAid Senior PGA. Now, I got a text from you earlier that I think I know why this is. I think you've been bought off. I think you've been compromised. I'm hearing you're getting small countertop appliances sent your way of great value, not I can, not some I can. cheap countertop, some an actual stand, which we now call stand-up mixer, top of the line, being sent to the egg quarters. Is I can that neither, accurate? I can neither confirm nor deny. 
Is this how? Is this? Is this what we're gonna find out? Like Bryson? Like I've, I've, we're learning how shafts work. We've got some. We're getting ahead of the game, and then we find out he's got stake in the company. Have you been bought off with appliances to give this event of the week? I can neither confirm nor deny. I, you know, I had an enjoyable day out at the, oh at the stand at Mixer Championship. You've been today. compromised with appliances. I don't think I've been compromised. You know, I, I. Why is it event of the week? Tell us why. Well, we got Southern Hills you gotta, on, you on, gotta... on display for the first time since it's uh, really renovation <laughs> by Gil Hans in 2018. This is the PGA host next year. This is where Phil Mickelson will be defending, trying to become the oldest champion again. Um, you know, this is a great championship venue. Now, I uh, it's going to be a little wet. The weather hasn't really, uh, you know helped him out it's been rainy they had a brutal frost that's like caused a lot of agronomy issues oh, in oklahoma God. but the golf course is in good shape given what it's gone through and i mean today i spent a day you know rubbing shoulders with icons of the game i mean i saw from a distance brandon whedon the oh, great a great cleveland browns quarterback Most was playing in the forgetting- pro-am most famous for getting trapped under the flag, American flag, at the national anthem of his very first game as a pro. He got <laughs> caught like a complete dunce, and we knew that that career, that was never going to work out. First-round pick, he's caught under the flag. Can't get out. Like, oh, I, this I think he out. won the pro-am. <laughs> I heard Ken Tanigawa was on fire. He had 13 well, he was seven playing under with, on his own with ball. Whedon. He was playing with oh, Whedon. all right. So right. I saw I saw Tanagawa. I saw Little Sluman. <laughs> T off. How little was he? Five ten or young? He was smaller. Small. Very okay. small. All right. Still rocking the paychecks hat. <laughs> no, come yeah, on. They have Is a that a company? I, I didn't even know so. that was a company. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, I saw Scott McCarran putting, anchoring around the putting green. <laughs> the anchor man out there. Ron Burgundy. Maybe my favorite thing that I saw, though, of all the things that I saw, was the was the sentimental picture of the thirty-four club professionals in the field, along with Omar Urusti. He's double dipping. He's eligible for both. Unbelievable. (laughs) And you know, just got in the field as an alternate, fresh off shoveling (laughs) snow. Oh no. Carrie Nicholas. What? How? How is he eligible? Wait, Gary, refresh my member. He was got became a reinstated amp, <laughs> then turned pro when he became pro time when to, he 50. So so his outs on the champions tour. He can make money again. Unbelievable gaming of the system there. Well now he's in a major. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. A cool I, story. I, Cool story, though. They did give the uh, a special exemption to Kerry Cosby, the pro of Southern Hills. He is cool. like one of the best dudes in golf. Like one of the, one of the favorite, my favorite guys that I've met as like a, a club pro in golf. Um, really great guy to hang out with. A guy that you just want to sit and listen to his stories from his years at different clubs in the uh, in the Great Plains region. He's playing also. I think I saw you playing with Jay Haas and. Uh, uh, Can't remember another big name, which is a which is a great pairing, and so that'll be probably a pretty cool experience for him. We had somebody in the Stricker pro am. Should they have pro ams at a major? <laughs> oh, he was a double double pro am, double shotgun, oh. or double. It was morning and afternoon wave. <laughs> well, that's how they do them for you know the Bay Hill, but not yeah majors. Okay, all right. I was I was standing. It's so funny because I'm in like pro golf mode, and you know. I'm standing yep. for a crosswalk. I'm trying to get somewhere today. And, yep. uh, and you know, I'm just used to walking up to the rope line and, like, and like to the crosswalk section and then, like, waiting for people to tee off. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm standing at the rope line. I've had a conversation, and I turn to my left, and I see, like, a 20 handicap. Like, sta- look, I'm looking oh, down God. the barrel of a 20 handicap. <laughs> I say to the people I'm with, I'm like, guys, we, we got to get back. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was terrifying. And it's like, yeah. it just, like, when you're out there and the, yeah. and the AMs are at out the there. the ocean course. You're at the co- ocean course where, like, you know, it's impossible. Like, it could be two feet in front of them. Yeah, yeah you're you never going to get Recalibrate. Yeah, and, yeah, like this guy, all of a sudden it was like it, it, it 
flashed me back to caddy days when you get in the wrong spot with the yeah. wrong guy teeing off. <laughs> and you just have to head for cover. Put Trey Mellonex. Trey Mellonex on the DL, for God's sake. Yeah. We had yeah. somebody playing with Stricker. They were asking him his favorite fruit. Didn't get didn't get anywhere with him. What? For our, our purposes. But he was disappointed at the lack of bana- bananas in some of the coolers on the tee. So <laughs> oh, maybe he's a banana guy, which, about which is a black mark in my book. Bananas are gross. That so gives I, me pause about his captaincy. I walk in the gates today, and the first thing I see is a wall of stand-up mixers. Okay. Then a wall of mixers. All right. A wall, like a huge display, like a giant <clears throat> wall full of them. Then yep. I get I get out there and the tees. I'm hearing this humming around tee boxes, Cicada. and we were shooting some video stuff. And I and like they're like, oh, we can't he- shoot here because of the humming. And I'm like, what's that from? And I realized all the drinks are in little refrigerators out there. They have refrigerators on every tea box. Oh, oh my god! So, for so they have generators. They have appliance generators activation. Oh my god! Tea. What a waste of power! I get that they're trying to activate the appliances. Can't we just throw some coolers out there for God's sakes? What a waste of energy! That sounds like they're ah. beautiful, beautiful refrigerators. Oh, you've been bought off. You're just complimenting the fridges. You've been bought off. You've been compromised. God. All right. Anything else on the senior no. PGA? It's four That's rounds, so we'll get we'll have a little to dissect come Friday's episode. Four rounds. You don't get that every week on the champs <laughs> on the uh, senior circuit. All right. On the uh, PGA. Oh, floor, oh, the other thing. Hey, did you tell? One other thing that's swirling around the ground. There's a lot of buzz. Swirling. Lots of buzz swirl. about Woody Austin from his last performance at, at Southern Hills. People in Tulsa just think he's the greatest player in the world. With his, all of his comments about how he can hit tiger. any shot. He hit all the same shots the Tiger can hit. That's what they're saying. That's the buzz on the on the ground. Is that Woody Austin is the man to beat this week? Did you tell people that were, were people aware of your take that the Champions Tour shouldn't exist, that this shouldn't even be a thing, and all money should be redirected? Well, I kind of think that this should exist. The majors, the Champions independent Tour, of yeah, the, I they should the, right. the, the Champions Tour dissolve outside of just the majors, the and US that doesn't include the regions. Zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, continue with our schedule for the week. The Charles Schwab Challenge, formerly the Dean and DeLuca Challenge, formerly the, the Crown Dean Plaza Invitational. Formerly the, the Fort Worth <laughs> Invitational. Yeah, the Fort Worth Classic Invitational, whatever it was. I guess it's always an invitation. The Chuck Schwab. Talk to Chuck. The challenge. I, I don't have anything to say about this. We're at the 42-minute mark. It's the week after a major. We just landed, it felt like, from our flights. It's Do been pour, dumping rain. It's going to be. You want soggy. our thoughts on Colonial? We could talk about it. Go to the year before that, the year before that, the year before that. We've we've done several Colonial previews. Um, I all this rain in Tulsa, all this rain in Dallas. They got the sectional going on there for the U.S. Open. Like that Frisco PGA Frisco. You know, it's going to be around. We we we've worried so much about Oak Hill and Aronimink and some of these northern venues, like. I don't know. Might be a swamp. North Texas. And you're going to have multiple f- events in Frisco in uh, late May. I, I know like August isn't you know option either, but maybe we're kind of overlooking that impact. Could have a sort of Bell Reef type situation. Which maybe is they're just getting all the rain out of their system for next year. Yeah, I think that, that, that must be how it works. Anything on the Schwab? The Schwab you, you need to mention. I'm taking Jordan Spieth because I'm just I'm really trying to not finish last in okay. in, in my fantasy pools at this point. I Who assume he's take? in the field. I didn't do any research. Didn't forgot again. I'm going to take Ryan Palmer, who I believe is a local. His caddy is a member. They say that every year. Caddy might have the course record. I, that, that doesn't help Ryan Palmer necessarily, but uh, I'll go with Ryan Palmer just because I assume he's in the field. All right. Oh, I saw Are they- Kirk Triplett out there. Bucket hat and everything at Southern Hills today. Great. You had a productive day out there. Came away with some appliances, saw Kirk Triplett. I, that's, that's allegedly. <clears throat> um, elsewhere, on the LPGA, we have the Bank of Hope, 
Uh, match play. What? What? Is it? Does it not? Is it I not sounds, bank cash and just hope? Sounds, what is it? What's the bank I, of hope? I, sounds like a bank that I want to uh, bank with. It sounds you delightful. Take, it's an optimistic bankers. Huh. Optimistic bankers. <laughs> the Bank of Hope LPGA match play is at Shadow Creek, which is a good event. Strong event this of the week. This is a great, great event, except you have check some it out on the field on the format. Why did they copy the worst match play <laughs> format tournament format of any match play tournament? Like this is by far the worst format and they cowered to the tour who cowered to Dell and made this awful format because of Dell. Bank of Hope is the only thing that gives this format hope is the bank being associated with it. My hope is that it, it changes after this year. Well, how about this? There must have been uh, must have been sponsors exemption. Because Natalie Gulbis is in the field. Oh God, she's of course against Jin Young Ko. So that like they should kind of play this under protest. Number one in the world, you're just given sort of like you know half time player. You know, not even a full time player anymore. Natalie Gulbis, kind of interesting there. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that's, that's going to be that, an awesome event to watch. kick-ass event. That's on Golf Channel. It starts uh, Wednesday, if you're listening to this. 2 to 4.30 in the afternoon, there's coverage. And then you get Here's- 7 to 10 p.m. on Thursday, Friday. Shadow Creek in prime time. And then a 9.30 finish on Sunday. Great event. Here's a question. If you're a big-time player, you're contending, you got the U.S. Women's Open next week, and you can see all this golf. Do you take a dive in the round of 16? Get yourself a little rest. Sure. Sure. I think it depends on the person, though. It is but, cool yeah. having the event out <coughs> west. Like, it's really close. It's super convenient to get from, you know, Vegas to... Define convenient. Sounds like someone who thinks Reno's in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, You're practically on. there. You're practically next oh, door. Oh, my God. That's like Las what? Vegas to San four, Francisco. It's gonna be like a forty-five minute flight tops. Maybe an hour. Eh, maybe an hour. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna take your word for it. You think Reno's in the Pacific Northwest? Literally, everything west of the Mississippi is in close proximity to each other. It seems like to you. No. I know it's not. It's not. It could be worse. All right. Yeah. What are you complaining um, about? <clears throat> I'm not complaining about a thing. I'm questioning your geography, your flight estimations. All right. On the European tour, we have the Made in Himmerland event. I don't have much to say. Got they got this to... faucet in the suspended in the middle of the air that's pouring <laughs> water out of it. Bryson would just short circuit if he saw it. That's all I got. That's all my intel from the ground. We'll retweet the video of that. It's just, I don't know. It, I don't know if a faucet company or a plumbing company is sponsoring it, but uh, yeah, pretty cool uh, thing. It's suspended in midair, just pouring water out of it. On the KFT, they're in your backyard. The Evans Scholar Invitation presented by First Midwest Bank, so a little less optimistic than the Bank of Hope. The First Midwest Bank, the Evans Scholar's Invitational, great cause, great namesake. That is at, is that the Glenn Club? Is that accurate? That is at the the Glen Club, the former uh, Glenview Air Force Base turned into Tom Fazio, Fazio design. Right. Yeah. Nothing else you want to say about that. Okay. So that will not be on TV, as you would expect. Corn Ferry Tour, laboring away in obscurity. Lots of good <laughs> Illinois locals in that event, though. You know, lots good. of former state amateur champions. You got Brad Hoffinger. You got Skinny Vinny. Vince India, you got uh, Nick Hardy, you got sponsors exemption, Jordan Hahn. He's 6'8". He hits it like 380. You're going to see a lot of social videos once once the tour gets sniffs around. He's he's super tall, really nice guy. Patrick Flavin's in it. Um, Who else is in it? it Flavin or Flavin? Flavin, probably. Uh, You would probably know more than I would. Flavin, Flavin, same, same old sh- potato, potato. Know. Uh-huh. You know, maybe, maybe you know, if I was running the the corn ferry event, I'd probably go on like a Italian beef uh, tour. You know, I, I came here, I'm gonna find the best Italian beef. Uh-huh. You know, if Get I was those... handing out free advice, you know, 
Get those okay. social engagements. <clears throat> All right. Uh, oh, by the way, the Made in Himmerland is in Denmark. I don't know. Lori Cantor, Julian Suri, Callum Hill. I don't know. This a Denmark event. Should be getting more. I wonder if Thomas Bjorn's playing. I wonder if Phil's at the top of the the race to Dubai now. He's playing this week. Colonial. He. I guess he made a promise to Chuck. That's what I saw somebody report. I can't remember. I apologize. I can't remember who reported that, but allegedly he made a promise to Chuck. Phil needs someone to manage his money. Call him a favor to Chucky. All right, and then elsewhere, also we have the NCAA. <clears throat> Women are happening. The quarters and semis are happening as we speak. Mm-hmm. Finals will be Wednesday night, kind of pushing up against primetime. I think it goes till 9 p.m. Uh, Rachel Heck won the, <clears throat> uh, sorry, the individual national championship on Monday night. Congrats to her out of Stanford. Amazing talent. I think she's a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I saw this amazing... Uh, stat from Lance Regler. Yeah. Um so the the Sagarin uh, Sagar rankings are like yep. head to heads. So Heck was 37 0 and 2 versus the top 25. Heck was 71 1 and 4 against the top 50. That means against the top 50 players in college golf she lost one time. <clears throat> Incredible. And 76 tries. And then Incredible. she only lost to 16 players in 25 rounds of golf for the entire year, the entire season. Absolutely nuts. Scott Pierce. As a freshman. Unrestricted... Scott Piercy got an unrestricted sponsor. How, exemption. how does Scott Piercy get into this conversation? He's the furthest thing. From, I'm just scrolling. From, I'm sorry. I was from looking, I was NCAA get... women's golf. One other prepared. thing, I got to give a shout out here too. He's he does embodies none of the spirit that these you know enthusiastic yep. collegians uh, showcase oh, for the okay. game of golf. Sure. That guy might be worse than Ben Cook. Scott Piercy. He's in the why? He's getting the Tucker Watkins uh, exemption. I don't know. Maybe Chuck's friends with him. Who knows? Uh, 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 um, one one other thing that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Congrats to Rachel Hack. I'm sorry I got distracted by looking at the field list at Chuck. Sorry. Congrats. The, uh, Incredible uh, stats there. The Auburn women. They went out and shot ten under in the final round to make match play. Wow. They, they were 16 shots better than the field average, vaulted up there. You know, the next best score of the teams that make ma- made match play was minus four by Old Miss. So they just launched themselves into match play from way outside. They moved up eight spots from 14th. I think only 18 or 16 teams made the, the cut. So they were in 14th, end up in six uh, to make match play. You know they they got knocked out, but what a performance when they needed it to get into the into the finals. Good stuff, good stuff. And then right, the final watch. match, obviously, it will be Wednesday uh, night. Wednesday night, and it, that is to be determined right now. Uh, yep. It's Oklahoma State is in, but it's uh, they're coming down the wire. It looks like I don't want to call it too early. It looks like Ole Miss is going to win. Going to knock okay. out. Arizona, who, you know, knocked out Stanford. Okay. All right. Um, Elsewhere. All right. Schedule for the week is done. We did our one and done picks. You got your event of the week. One other quick news things before we get to eye on Olympic. The PGA apologized for the the crowds kind of overrunning the 18th green. Somebody else is on an apology tour. Brooksy. Brooksy and Phil kind of felt, you know, in their caddies. They want to make sure that their safety is never felt in question. And Seth Wall apologized to both of them for that. The apology tour. Welcome aboard the tour. Uh, all right, let's get to Ion Olympic. U.S. Women's Open, you referenced it. Just around the corner from Las Vegas, around the corner on the calendar. That is next week at Olympic. We will do our, uh, let's do a little Ion Olympic segment. Try to spotlight, highlight. 
some of the women that will be in the field. We did what? Yuka Sasso. We did Mel Reed. We're trying to stay, you know, there's no containment on this. Could be a veteran, could be an up-and-comer, could be who knows, whatever. For today, we're going with an established major champion from China, Shanshan Fen. Fen. I looked at videos. I tried to get it right. Shanshan Fen. Uh, she is maybe the most humorous player in the LPGA. I saw several people giving her that title. She's like the most enjoyable, most funniest, most humorous, uh, humorous player on the tour. She obviously made a lot of uh, catnip news at the ANA Inspiration. I don't know if you remember this a couple weeks ago when she finished third. She was playing well. First time we hadn't seen her. She was like pandemic, just not around. Took all of 2020 off. <clears throat> was abroad. Shows up at the ANA. Finishes third. But they were asking her about her routine, and she's like, I wake up, I think about what to eat, I eat, I lay around, then I think about what I'm going to eat next, I eat that, <laughs> then I watch a movie and think about what I'm going to eat for dinner, and I eat that, and then I hang out some more, and I eat, you know, before, like, just the most relatable, like, lifestyle commentary that uh, really, you know, rocketed on social media. So, recent news. But let's dive into her career. She's the first Chinese member on the LPGA. She joined in 2008. She's got 10 wins on the LPGA. She has the bronze medal in did Rio. Did she get up to second in the Rolex, or did she get all the way to first? first? She got first. to first. I thought For about so. six months. It was like November to April of 2017 into 2018. I remember that. She was She won dominant. back-to-back events in, uh, in Asia like towards the end of 2017. <clears throat> so 10 wins. The bronze medal in Rio may be a highlight of her career. And she's won a major championship, the tw- uh, 2012 LPGA, now the Women's PGA Championship at Locust Hill, a venue outside of Rochester. That was her first win. First win was a major, 2012. Um, let's get into a little bit of uh, her history and how she got to be this character that everyone loves. <clears throat> so I watched this video. She said when she was young, she was really white and really, really skinny like an eel. She said, really white and skinny like an eel. So she tried to play sports to get healthier. So she tried swimming and tennis. And then she tried golf and figured with golf, she didn't have to run (laughs) or be in the water and figured out she was actually powerful. So she stuck with golf and all of a sudden she's number one in the world because she didn't have to run (laughs) or get in the water like with tennis and swimming. (laughs) Pretty good. Um so she uh, she got a scholarship. An agent discovered her when she. This is from an ESPN article by Charlotte Gibson. An agent discovered her when she was a high schooler at a tournament in China, and she met legendary coach Gary Gilchrist through that. Teaches a lot of top or has taught a lot of top LPGA players. Um, he offered Feng a full scholarship in late 2007 to attend his junior golf academy in Hilton Head. She was 17 at the time. She accepted it. Left her homeland and her family behind without knowing much English. Uh, she moved with the hopes of, you know, becoming a pro, turning LPGA. Despite the scholarship to uh, the academy, living expenses, tuition at a nearby high school in Hilton Head, traveling costs became heavy financial burdens on her parents, uh, They, you know, who earned like sort of median salaries. They had spent all of their, almost all of their savings by the end of 07, which was mm-hmm. uh, her first year over there. And they considered mortgaging their house to support it. But she finally, you know, she, she quickly decided, made the ch- decision to turn pro and gets through her first uh, Q school in Daytona. When she decided to turn pro, Gilchrist was like, I don't know. I mean, you've been here for like six months. You know, she had a ton of success in China. Won like amateur events there. It was dominant. But like, you know, that wasn't as challenging. You know, that wasn't like the p- premier challenge for her. Uh, but she does decide to turn pro. Um, gets through Q school, becomes the first golfer ever from mainland China to earn her LPGA Tour card. Not just the win, first one to just win a card. First first Chinese uh, player to earn her card. That's really neat. She, uh, so then she like gets out on tour, middling success, misses a lot of cuts. She would go home uh, during like the break 
And she remembers going home one time. I think it was either her first year on tour or maybe her second year during the break. She took us, she was with her dad who was like worked for in the sports commission in China and, and knew a little bit about golf, played golf himself. <clears throat> her dad was like hovering over her and like telling her, you got to do this. You got to do that. You're not doing this. She took a step back from the practice area, took a deep breath. She goes, dad, here's the deal. You don't know what Gary is coaching me. You don't know what he is hurting me and what is helping me. I'll give you two options. One is that you can go to Gary's Academy and learn how to coach with him and teach me after you've learned from him. Or second, you can just step away and just be the dad. So this is a common issue in junior golf, men, I mean, women. She just, she but put, she put it down. down. Yes. And she's like, the dad stepped back. It's like, all right, I'll be the dad. And like that was like sort of a revelation for her to like honestly just be herself, own herself, like whether it's golf swing, personality, whether, humor, like or what anything. she does in the quarantine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but coming up, getting back to her dad a little bit, um, like they had limited resources. Obviously, golf's not big in China. It's actually sometimes looked down upon and, and illegal. But <clears throat> there was lack of reputable golf coaches. The father worked with her every day from 8 to 5 p.m. She attended school. Then her father would shuttle her to the driving range and she would practice for two hours off a mat. And then on the weekend, she had to travel outside of the city to a local course. Uh, to play practice rounds and work on her short game. Her routine, it was her t- routine, it was working, it was grinding. But she's not like that anymore. We got a little Carlos Franco in her. And Gilchrist talks to it like she has an incredibly high golf IQ. And all she cares about is quality work, not quantity. Like she'll just practice for an hour and that's it. Not, a, not out there beating balls. Um, what she said, a lot of people think it's more important to practice for long hours, but I think it's better to focus on the quality. As long as I get confidence from the practice and I believe in myself, I learn something every day. I'm good to go. Well, maybe a golf blueprint philosophy a little bit. It's just, just quality, not quantity. Does not practice for hours on end. Um, <clears throat> the big one was she won the bronze medal, the Rio Olympics. It was happening in the worst cra- during the worst crackdown on golf in the history of China. Like just uh, president there was like closing courses. Um, it was quote the believe the bottom I believe we have seen the bottom of Chinese golf at that moment and then her win there or her bronze medal she, they thought would be like a boon for it numbers of golf number of golfers will rise again and she can kind of be this this trailblazer um, there was eh, I'll skip that but uh, she's known on the LPGA as Jenny Money pretty good nickname Jenny Money a nickname she likes because it stands out and she refuses to blend in. Of course, her other thing she doesn't blend in with. Oh, one more thing. When she got the bronze medal, she had to go meet the president, like all the people who meddled. Uh, president Xi Jinping. She finally, so the guy on this massive stage, hundreds of people, I don't know, thousands of people, going down the line, shaking hands. He gets to Xiao Chenfeng and... She doesn't know what to say. She speaks up. President. She goes, President, you're so handsome. She said with enthusiasm. And he paused for a second, shocked. He didn't know what, like this massive formal ceremony. He goes, President, you're so handsome. He smiled. And then he, <laughs> he, and then he reached out his hand for a second handshake. And the woman to her left laughed and started clapping. It's like an incredible anecdote. The president of the whole country. I'm getting mobbed by all my kids running yeah. in now. We've gone overtime. It's, um, it's, it's shower time in the poor ass household. And, then uh, she got the number one end of 2017. She celebrated by ordering a steak at the Dallas airport. I wanted to get back to your little airport food anecdote. Number one in the world. She's in the airport ordering a steak and sent the photo of it to her parents. That's how she celebrated. Um, she wears cow pants once every four, uh, once a tournament. She's got these cow prints pants she likes to stand out um love that she's frequently just dis- dis- uh, described as having the best sense of humor so and this will end it on this great story because uh, she's the first uh chinese player with her card i always tell the media that i don't think i'm a pioneer i think i'm a guinea pig before me there was nobody on the lpga and actually experiencing tour life so i do think i'm a guinea pig 
but I'm kind of a successful guinea pig because at least I'm still alive. <laughs> Pretty good. Don't call me the pioneer. Call me the guinea pig, and I'm still alive. She planned to play only 10 years, 10 LPGA seasons, which would have uh, retired her in 2018. But she says, I'll be here now for a few more years. So she'll be at Olympic. Who knows how many more times? She's got a real like Louis Oosthuizen type record to her. Tons of runner-ups. Won her first win was the was a major on the LPGA. The Wagmans. Uh, she's got yeah Wegmans at, at uh, Locust Hill outside of Rochester. She's got a runner-up at the Women's British at the Evian at the ANA. Uh, she's T three. Her best U.S. Women's Open is a, a T four. But you know, like always, been close since she won that first one. Obviously, got the number one in the world, and you know. Who knows how many more years she'll be around now that she's past that, that 10-year mark, she said. Incredible character, playing well, you know, kind of just getting back to tour life after skipping last year and finished third at the ANA. So go to uswomensopen.com. That's our eye on Olympic to get you uh, informed for that next it's week. right around that the corner next week. Probably, probably be the event of the week, I would suspect. But uh, all right, that's it. Great Wednesday episode. Enjoy your uh, remaining time in Tulsa. Uh, I just asked Bunky Perkins your... for some food rocks. Stand up Uber, mixers. Actually, delivery rocks. Because I'm, I'm a wreck from so how tired I am. You're not so. going out. All right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday.